What up, what up, what up, folks? It's your boy Emilio Wegball. We back at it once again with a contact collaboration between yours truly and Divine Thought from For All Matters. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at the Emilio Wegball, which is my personal Twitter. You can follow the Nonstop Radio Twitter at Nonstop Radio 212. Like I said before, we got Divine Thought on the line. So, yo, Divine, what's good with you, man? Yeah, what's good, homie? I know we ain't did one of these things in a minute, man. So, like, you know, we probably going to be doing some catch-up. Yeah, I know, man. It's been a lot going on, man. Like, it's been a minute since, you know, like you said, like, since we last did one of these content collabs or whatever. So, I guess, you know, hopefully the people out there receives it well and everything. So, you know, definitely want to say thank you to all of those out there who have supported our content collaborations in the past, you know, that good stuff. But we know a lot of things have changed since then, you know, from that point up until now, a lot mostly with like social media and platforms that allow you to host, you know, platforms and podcasts without being censored and all that foolishness. But, you know, definitely want to say thank you to everybody out there who's been checking us out and who's been going back and catching the old replays that we've been posting and all that good stuff. Definitely want to say thank you. Yeah, there's been some... um Network changes since the last time we did one of these things. You can now find me on library.com. That's lbry.com in the Odyssey Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm now live like you are on Kawan J Radio. So you can find that on TuneIn for the live network and all of that. So, you know, we're trying to get over and through this censorship nonsense right now because mm-hmm. platforms like YouTube, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to post this on YouTube, to be completely honest, man. A lot of people still asking me to post on YouTube, man. I get emails like, just keep posting there as much as possible. I'm like, I'm going to get banned, man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they they already hit me with uh, all of these strikes and shit. I think I got, like, one more time, and then my channel's gone, so... That's foolishness. But we want to say shout out to DJ Kawan and the newly relaunched Kawan J Radio Network. I was with DJ Kawan back in the day when he had DJ Kawan Radio at first before it transitioned to NGI Radio. So it was good to see him come back, you know, with his own platform. Definitely want to say shout out to DJ Kawan and send prayers to not only him, but everybody else out there in the state of Texas that's dealing with this adverse weather right now to say the least you know i know a lot of people out there in texas aren't used to you know snowy weather and all that stuff like that so you know definitely want to say shout out to them and keep you in our prayers man definitely yeah i actually was texting with him earlier and um he's been without powers since monday he said man and that's crazy so like, you know, what he was basically telling me, and this is just, this is from somebody who lived in Texas telling me this, that, like, though I didn't even know this, the whole state of Texas is on a separate power grid than the rest of the country. Yeah. And, you know, that Texas has been trying to be separate from the U.S. for all of this time and all of that, but now that shit backfired on them, and they can't, I don't know, I think it's on purpose, to be completely honest. I, I never trust the news and what they say and all of that, so I'm just going to go with the fact that they're doing that shit on purpose for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But it's always going to affect the people. Whatever the government is up to is always going to affect the people. So like you said, thoughts and prayers to everybody there that's not having electric and, like, there's people who need, you know, life support, like, that's not getting it. Babies are freezing. They're going without food. Stores are closed. 
uh, roads are icy. They're not used to dealing with that, mm-hmm. so they're not equipped for it, man. That's a lot of bullshit. There's human rights violations going on right now yeah. in Texas that's off the wall, man. I'm sure there's going to be class action lawsuits against the state, against the power companies, you know, you name it. Man. As but, it yeah, man, be. thoughts and prayers. Yeah, man, like... That's something I've been aware of as far as Texas being like on their own grid. Like I heard it once before. Like I heard they're separate from like the rest of the country and everything like that. It's not something I never really paid too much mind to because I don't live in Texas. So, you know, you don't really pay attention to much what goes on outside of your circumference, as I should say. But that's something I heard about before. But it's just like the situation down there right now and just overall all together like just this this whole craziness we've had this winter with all the snow and stuff like that like i can't even remember the last time we had this much snow in recent winters that has passed and everything so it's like i know how it is here in new york but to see in other states like texas and alabama and places that you would never see snow like hell even fucking saudi arabia has snow right now so like there's a well, lot of crazy shit going on. that they're fucking with the weather man it makes yeah. it like to, to at least at least to me it makes because I know NASA is like a shadow corporation. See, that would be a strike on YouTube right there. But mm-hmm. NASA is like a shadow corporation, man. They don't they don't really fuck with anything to do with space, man, yeah. and all of what they say. They, they have a weather program, and, like, you know, to those of you who probably think I'm crazy for saying some shit like that, I'll leave a link to a video that shows you exactly what I'm talking about with a NASA logo like logo on the side and them fucking with the weather and all of that. They've been doing that for so long. And with everything else going on in the world right now, all of this weather and all of that shit fits right into their agenda. So, I mean, it could be a coincidence, but I don't trust none of these motherfuckers when it comes to the tyranny and everything else that's been going on right now. So at the end of the day, man, like (laughs) speaking of coincidences, we've had a lot of that since around this time last year, we had a whole lot of, quote unquote coincidences occur over the amount of time that we've had since this whole thing has started up until now and even more so like I've seen it before where somebody showed like a video where they had some kind of like machines that was kind of like affecting the climate and the way the weather patterns are I don't know how accurate that was because you can't really trust everything you see in here especially coming from media you know what I'm saying so you can't really trust and believe that but when I woke up this morning and I saw a video of somebody that lives in Saudi Arabia and they're showing that fucking snow is falling on camels and stuff like that. Like, it raised the question, like, yeah. what the fuck is really going on? Because this is not some apocalyptic end to all human civilization as we know it. It's just like something else is going on. And it's like, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. And I'm not for, you know, my own reason is I'm not going to speculate until I do further research on it and find out what the fuck is really going on. But I really don't trust that everything that's going on right now is coincidence, as we had just mentioned, you know? Not at all. I don't believe in coincidences. And, not. you know, there's always reasons for everything. And whenever the people are, because even in Texas, so you have the people, there's some people with power now take one guess on who it is with power in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's the well-to-do, right? So at the end of the day, when it affects us, everyone listening to this, whenever something is affecting us, like Saudi Arabia, that's like, you know, they're being affected out there a lot right now with a lot of different things. And I'm sure that the prince and everything is fine, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The people that are in control of this thing, 
they always come out on top and it's always us that's got to sit here and take these L's, man. And I don't believe in no coincidences and everything else like that. I believe that when they can shut power off and when they can say that there's too many of us um, and that we're affecting the weather, because I've heard that before, overpopulation, overpopulation. We keep hearing that word, overpopulation. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that the earth is overpopulated one bit. I've done a lot of research on that. I've done my knowledge and wisdom on that. And I don't really believe this earth is overpopulated at all. I think we can hold way more people. And like, you know, um, but I do believe that we're overpopulated in certain areas that they are putting us. Well, right. When you think about it, when you think about it, 47% before Bill Gates went and bought up most of the farmland in America, 47% of America was just barren land. So when they make all of these cities, like New York, L.A., Dallas, all of these cities and everything like that, they stack us all on top of each other, mm-hmm. right? I I believe that certain parts are becoming so overpopulated that the system that they set out for us, this pyramid scheme, is now collapsing and it's inverting and it's not going to be able to sustain us the way that they had the system set right. out to be much longer, right? right? Two I believe I was that... Two things I was going to say was, well, when you think about overpopulation, right, like you said, there's a lot of barren land still in the United States and other parts of the country and other parts of the world. So if we were so overpopulated, then those areas where you have barren land, people would be sort of like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. You know what I'm saying? If right. we were so overpopulated like that, that's my opinion. And then another thing I was going to say also is like, you see, you have a city like New York that, is confined or restricted with its geographical location. So, you know, you got like most of New York City is islands except for the Bronx, which is a peninsula, you know, so it's very limited land that you can really expand out on to have the population, which is about 8.2 million or 8.5 million people here in this confined area. Now, at the end of the day, like, you know, the overpopulation in New York City comes from like i said the fact that we have such little land mass that you don't you can't build outwards only thing you can do is build upward that's why you see ridiculous shit like the 101 story residential building on the upper east side that is just i don't know how that even met code for some shit like that to be even built imagine being somebody up on the 101st floor and the fire breaks out on the lower floors or some shit like that you know you better have one hell of a sprinkler system and you know and then you go you know you got these things like that that you take into consideration it's just like it's crazy so now you also see what's going on now with the loss of jobs and people not being able to go back to the office and then you know cost of living continues to go up here and in the city and everything like that so you have a lot of people that are moving out of new york right now and it's at an alarming rate you know what i'm saying so like a lot of the overpopulation a lot of these cities you're starting to see is starting to travel to other places so you know we uh, it, it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's basically what I can well, say about whole, that in a nutshell. Well, yeah, the, the whole concept of the city, I was doing some content on this recently. The, like, the whole concept, and I'm from I'm from the city, like, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, the whole concept of building a city in the way that they did it, like, it's almost as if, like, yeah, the well-to-do, they travel in and out of the cities and all of that. Like, you know what I mean? And they go back and forth. But really, the concept of the city is to have everything that you need 
within arm's reach, so to say, right? So to keep you in, it's almost as if it's not like prison, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, jail, bar, prison, but it is a, it is a form of a prison system. They keep you in there, confined, confinement, right? Like, you know, and you're stacked on top of each other. And right now, every when I say this, I don't know why people think it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's really not. You can look it up. It's the UN that's pushing it, which now, you know, with our current administration, they're right back into the UN and everything else. So at the end of the day, look up Agenda 21, Agenda 30, and you'll see the concept of pods. And that's really what they want. That's the whole thing with it. I believe all of the narratives that we're facing right now, from the power outages to the weather bullshit to the virus to everything else, is pushing that same agenda. They want us in pods. And for those of you, I'm going to try to paint a mental picture. It's hard to really describe, like, you know, without a picture. But they're actually building them in America right now. Mm -hmm. And they're building them overseas in Europe and it's almost as if it's a communal living area. So if you're like, just picture a Walmart, right? And if you go all the way back to where they sell heaters, right? And you're against the wall, like the shelf that's against the wall that has like a whole bunch of things that you can grab and put a ladder up and go to the top of the shelf and get it right. So instead of there being product there, just imagine there being mattresses, one underneath another boom 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 and then you have a ladder to climb on top of your mattress right so all four walls are decked out with all the way to the ceiling mattresses so you got to climb to the place that you sleep and then in the middle of the room there's a communal living area Mm -hmm. so you could be living there's no privacy there's no nothing and that's what they're pushing they want us to all live in pods and they use the overpopulation nonsense to get us there and they're going to say, you know, the power grids can't hold us. Like, you know, the, the, the weather's being affected from us and the greenhouse thing that Bill Gates was just on CNN mm-hmm. um, pushing, saying that we're admitting too much greenhouse gases and it's affecting all of this. And the only way to solve that is if we all get into these pods, right? And mm-hmm. I don't even think there's going to be automobiles like the way that we know it with gas by 2030 that's in the bill too when you look at things like tesla and other you know other companies that are trying to push in like the the build for electronic cars and all that stuff like that like i even think i've seen ford recently you know saying that they're not going to continue production of gas operated um automobiles and stuff like that so like i can see that happening a lot sooner than you know, expect it. And then, you know, we go back to, we talking about pods. It makes me think about back in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina struck in New Orleans. And when you had so many people that was displaced, you know, they were staying in the, the they were staying in the, the Superdome, you know, they were staying in, um, they was shipped out to other cities and stuff like that, like Houston and other cities within the region and stuff like that. You know, then you come back and then the FEMA, you know, they needed to provide houses for people. So what they was doing back then, they was taking, you know, old trailers from tractor trailers and stuff. And they was converting those into livable spaces. So, you know, I can see that actually happening too. Like I'm looking at it right now and they actually are selling living pods, which I see right now one of them is going at thirty nine thousand. You got another one that's going like for twelve thousand, and another one for like nine thousand and stuff like that. So like they actually are making these things available now. And then also you you think about China, a place like China that has like over two billion people and everything. You look at their living conditions and how small and cramped everything is in a place like China. 
Like I can see that happening real soon in the United States and particularly in these major cities, you know? Yeah, man, shouldn't. It shouldn't. So like, you know, when when we have all of this land, first of all, we should question anything Bill Gates does. Like, I don't know why that's such an unpopular statement, but it is, dog. Like, I fight with people. You know, you've seen it a little bit on Twitter, but, man, you should see some of the emails I get. You should see some of the backlash after I do a podcast and whatever mm-hmm. about if I just say anything bad about Bill Gates, man. Like, you know what I mean? It starts the whole thing. But we shouldn't be trusting anything Bill Gates says. So when he gets on CNN and he's eating at his favorite burger place, right, with Anderson Cooper, and... uh you're sitting there talking about it's just to convey two regular old guys sitting there having a burger at their favorite burger place. Right? Like we really believe Bill Gates has a favorite burger place. Number one, number two, the whole entire time he's talking about like, you know, <laughs> how we should get away from eating meat mm-hmm. and how his plan is to have plant-based meat and plant-based products and all of this shit. Same shit that Kamala Harris be talking about. Like, you know what I'm saying? So look for that in the future, right? So (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole thing. I know we'll get into that. But, like, you know, so, like, you know, he's sitting there talking about how they're going to be pushing this plant-based thing, and he needs all of our help and how um, greenhouse gases is worse than any pandemic to ever hit mankind. So we all need to participate, and it's going to mean sacrifice. We need to sacrifice for the greenhouse gas. And then he called it the war on greenhouse. So whenever you see that, and I'm just going to tell this to the listeners, man, whenever you see war on, just put people at the end of that. Okay, so the war war on drugs was war on people. Nothing of that was a war on drugs or nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? War on terror. Another word I can't say out loud on most places, but fuck it. World, war on terror. That was war on people. We're still dealing with that nonsense from the last time in September 2001 when they did their whole thing. And then you got to look at it. Like, what all did that accomplish? Did they come back and do any big major thing? No, they didn't. And I'm talking about Muslims. Like, they made us believe that Muslims were going to come and do all of this crazy shit. And did they? No. And so at the end of the day, all that was just one big government psychological operation and all of that. And it was the war on people. They effectively took away a lot of our rights and a lot of our privacy, really, with the Patriot Act and everything that they passed so when you see war on anything, that means war on you. And yes, you, anybody listening to this, it's a war on you. So when Bill Gates says war on greenhouse, that means war on you because he wants you to sacrifice while he's flying around in private jets and all the other shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's, and inter- Bill Gates. it's interesting that you bring that up because this morning I was watching a channel on youtube one of my favorite channels shout out to valuetainment and uh patrick bet david they was on there they was talking about it this morning where they was discussing the fact that your man bg wants people to shift to eating synthetic beef nowadays like synthetic beef like i seen like a video on how they process and make synthetic beef and i'm like you know what no, <laughs> and he he brings up a good point. It's like it's it's almost like like they compared it to um um prohibition in the 1930s, where they got rid of alcohol, they banned alcohol and everything like that, and it became an underground thing. You know what I'm saying? So like they were saying like with this possibly happening if they do 
have that much control where they can get, you know, the meat industry to shift to making everything synthetic. Then you're going to get a lot of like black market underground type beefs and stuff like that. That's going to come out, you know, and I, and I, I can see that coming, you know, like I'm looking at a headline right here. It says synthetic meat investor BG calls for rich countries to shift entirely to synthetic meat. And that was as of today. Well, as of the 17th of February, 2021. Yeah. You know, and so he's going to be thing. the financier. He's going to be the financier behind all of this shit. But mm-hmm. and he wants the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to be the the major financier for our new deal. Like you were saying, like, so I said this in my last podcast. After every good crisis, right, the government will never waste a crisis, even mm-hmm. when it's manufactured. And most crises that we go through as a people, it's all manufactured. It's all, uh, when I say manufactured, I don't mean we don't suffer. I have to always clear because some people take my words and twist them and whatever. I don't mean that we don't suffer. In fact, I mean the opposite of that. Whenever they manufacture a crisis, yes, we're the ones that suffer from it, right? But whenever there's a manufactured crisis, they never waste a good crisis. And Ronald, Ronald Reagan said it himself. I just put this on my Twitter. Ronald Reagan, he said some of the most terrifying words to hear is hi, I'm the government and I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. Right. So Ronald Reagan was the government and, and he even said it himself. Like, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, like who is claiming that they're here to help right now? It's the government. Mm-hmm. Right. And for, for, for those of us who might not feel like we're in a position to speak out or whatever, if you don't want to speak out right now for any reason, but you might be agreeing with some of the stuff that you hear right now, and then share this, yeah. share this with other people, share it, put it on your Facebooks, put it on like, your Twitters, all your socials, share it, man, because right now we don't have long. Like you was talking about with the synthetic meat, yes, Bill Gates is trying to do that, and they're saying it's because cows emit all of this like, you know, like bad toxic. stuff into the air, yeah. Yeah, like toxic shit into the air and all of that. Since when, man? Since when most of most of America was farmland. Exactly. Now, it was like 80% farmland. Now it's like 2% <laughs> with actual real functioning farms, right? Like, and, and check this like, out. Check this out before you go on. And, and I'm reading the article and it's saying that he does not claim to be a vegetarian, but is still reported to enjoy an occasional cheeseburger every now and then. Like, you want the yeah, you want the rest of the world to switch to eating synthetic meat, but at the same time you're occasionally and find yourself indulging in a good old cheeseburger, right? <laughs> and that's when him and Anderson Cooper were in that um in that in that thing so in in the interview talking like you know they were just making it like they're two good two good old friends sharing a burger talking about how we can't have burgers and then talking about how the world on like the war on greenhouse gas and all of this shit man and i'm just looking at that and i'm like that's what all of this is about and when you put all of that into perspective it goes right with agenda 21 it all goes right with agenda 21 feed us synthetic meat have i got a question for you have you ever seen a movie called uh, what was that movie called idiocracy I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, so I urge everybody to go check that out. It was made in like 2008 or something like that, way before all of this. But it's a world with all of this. 
like everything that's going on right now, the synthetic meat and everybody's dumbed down and all of that. They just believe everything they hear. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's like, it's a, it's a world full of stupid people who are willing to believe everything that they hear and see and take it as gospel. As long as it comes from state media and the world has at, like in the movie, it just devolved mm-hmm. and basically like they're almost without a language. They're so stupid. Right. And and they're just kind of like they all have the microchip. Like it's just a lot of shit going on in that movie. Yeah. But that's what we're dealing with now, man. They want to mark us. They keep talking about that. They they want to do all of this shit to keep us. I'm not eating no synthetic meat. No, I'm not I don't either. give a fuck. Now, and now, if you want to have your own dietary choices and whatever, you want to be a vegetarian, a flexitarian, whatever, man. Yeah, sure. But that's a personal choice. Yeah, I don't want my... It shouldn't yeah, come shouldn't as a short. demand from yeah. somebody that doesn't, that's not responsible for my own life. It should not come from yeah, somebody. Yeah, it should not come from a government official or even a private sector official who feels as though they have the right to tell me what I should be able to do and, you know, and how I should be able to live. That's, I don't, I, that's yeah. something I never did agree with. And, you know, I'm saying I'm reading this quote from, um, it's a, it's a Twitter quote. Quoting um a quote from BG, and this is you can find this on Twitter. The at sign is at DRS Place, and a quote from BG on eating beef, synthetic beef, use regulations to totally shift the demand. And it says no thanks, and it seems like a bad idea on many levels. And here goes the quote from the man, and he quoted as saying, so no, I don't think the poorest 80 countries will be eating synthetic meat. I do think all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. You can get used to the taste difference, and the claim is they're going to make it taste even better over time. Eventually, that green premium is modest enough that you can sort of change the behavior of people or use regulation to totally shift the demand. So for me, in the middle income and above countries, I do think it's possible, but it's one of those where one is one of those ones where, wow, you have to track it every year and see, and the politics are changing. So he's also saying there are all these bills that says it's got to be called basically lab garbage to be sold. They don't want us to use the label beef. Like, yeah. Craziness, man. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that and everybody listening to this man you have a voice you know what i'm saying and your voice is more than just what you do with your mouth your voice is where you spend your currency you like you know what you what you're willing to do what you're willing to not do that's also your voice man like don't allow that shit right because at the end of the day if we don't allow that shit to happen they will just go back to the same it's what I always say, if everybody wasn't so fucking stupid right now, I'm sorry for saying it like that, but, I mean, very few exceptions right now with the way the world is right right now. Most people are just going along with all of this shit that we have to deal with. I just had to watch, and I couldn't avoid it because I was in the hospital, you know, dealing with some health shit. And up on the screen, I seen Joe Biden talking to a little girl. And the little girl was all worried and shit, asking him. And I think this was all set up, but she was like asking him, "Do I have anything to worry about with the virus or whatever?" And he, you know, was all creepy and shit with her. And he was like, "Um, 
he was like, you know, no, you don't have anything to really worry about. Uh, studies have shown that this isn't a, this doesn't really affect kids, and it doesn't. He also said this that it doesn't transmit from kids like two kids or from kids to adults. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain how dumb that is. Mm -hmm. So if you have the president admitting that a virus doesn't transmit, so they have the same cellular structure as adults. They're kids. This is a virus, supposedly, right? So it's going to transmit from kids to kids, from kids to adults. That's the way viruses work. You didn't see the Spanish flu not killing fucking kids. The kids were dropping dead with the animals and the people, man. I'm tired of just politicians and media and everyone being able to say words and then have people go, that checks out. I'm mm -hmm. tired of it. Like a virus, of course a kid can get a virus and then transmit it to an adult if this virus was real. If mm -hmm. this wasn't just something that was cooked up to to move this world in a direction that they wanted to move it in. Right. Like, you, you know what I mean? And, and it, so it, what it looked like was some world leader consoling a child, but in so doing, what he did was admit the shit ain't real. Yeah, that's like you know what I mean. He just admitted it's not real, man, and the, it made me frustrated because I'm in the lobby and I'm looking at other like people and they're they're like, see, like you know, and they're talking about it like what he just said made fucking sense, and they're talking to their kids about it and shit, and I'm like, wow, man. Like, you know, it doesn't take much. All they do is they believe every screen that they see. They believe every screen. I'm looking around. I see people with four masks on. Cause, like, you know, they just believe everything they see, man. And we're we're in a bad spot. It's because of the compliance. Compliance is worse than tyranny. Yeah. If you don't comply to the tyranny and then they have no compliance, they have to dial back. Mm -hmm. If we... You government, I said this in my last podcast, it's worth saying again, like government and rights are yin and yang. You can't, when one grows, the other one shrinks. So if we had a lot of rights and then the power of government would shrink, if the power of government grows and then the number and amount of rights and freedom would shrink, it's a yin and yang and that's facts. And right now we're allowing the government to grow and get involved in every aspect of our life. And that is beyond stupid. It is beyond just irresponsible. But that also comes from the false the sense of, that also comes from the false sense of security that people feel that the government provides. You know, a lot of people out there feel as though they're better protected by the government than actually fending for themselves. And that's also a problem because you have people out there that are so dependent on government assistance that they feel as though like there's no other way to live. So a lot of that also attributes to people's mentality as far as being able to take care of themselves. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But I mean, see, that's a hard pill to swallow for people. I talk to them all the time and I'm trying to like, you know, I, I'm out here, like, you know, really doing, like, I'm doing First Amendment audits. I'm I'm going to have a channel soon doing First Amendment audits. You'll see it soon. I've already done a few. I have them in the bag. I have the videos done and everything like that. I'm actually out here, like, you know what I mean? And I have some health problems myself right now, and I'm going through a lot of different shit in my, my life. But I'm actually out here, man, mm -hmm. like, you know, fighting for rights. In, in health systems, I'm fighting for rights. I'm outside fighting for what little bit. Of a mirage, uh, like you know, an illusion of freedom that we have left. 
I'm out here fighting for it. So when people are like, you know, who are you? Well, who the fuck are you? I'm out here doing this shit. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm out here actually boots on the ground doing this shit. Who are you? Like, did your Twitter post do anything? No, motherfucker. Like, yo, well, I don't see you posted on Instagram. Yeah, because I'm not doing it for likes, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, you know, I'm not in that mode where I feel like likes is going to change the goddamn world. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to post a channel. Yes, it's going to be educational. Mm-hmm. But we have to sit here and truly understand that if we don't do something soon, that we're not going to have nothing left. They don't give back what they take. Yeah. You give them, you give the government an inch, they take 50 states. Yeah. They, they don't give it back. I don't see these masks going anywhere anytime soon. Even when it's beyond, I don't even think it's necessary now to be completely honest, but like, you know, beyond even a subjective sense of necessity, let's say, mm-hmm. I don't think we're even going to get rid of them at that point. I really don't. I mean, I find it I, funny I, I, how people are out here still, you know, wearing three and four fucking masks at a time. And I'm not telling people not to wear them. Like, if you feel as though that's what makes you feel comfortable, then, hey, do what you got to do. But when you're seeing people out here, you can barely breathe with one on. And they're, you know, walking around with, like, three and four on their faces, looking like they're about to pass out and suffocate themselves wearing these masks. It's like, come on now. Like, you've seen plenty of... Huh? It's just, it's hard for me. Like, I I don't want to seem like that guy who's like, you should or shouldn't. Like, cause that's, that's coming from a place of ego. So I don't want to feel like I'm telling somebody what to do, but here's the problem. If, so let's say that it wasn't masks. Let's say that they were bubbles that we had to like plastic bubbles that we had to walk in like a hamster and push the bubble forward with our, with, with our hands and feet. Right. So outside, instead of all these masks, all you see is a bunch of people walking around in their own little plastic bubble. Right. So yes, if that felt, if people felt like they were safer in their little bubble, but here's the problem. So imagine a world full of people walking around in bubbles. The government looks at that and says, most people are willing to just get inside that bubble. All we had to do is just say it on state mm-hmm. media. People forget that the that the media is state media. That's not free press. Free press is me. Free press is you. Free press is what we're doing right now on this content. That's free mm-hmm. press. That's the First Amendment. That's your right to um to to hold the government accountable. Free press is not state media. State media is an arm of the government. So whenever they're telling you to do something, whether it's conservative or if you fall for the false left-right paradigm that people fall for all the time for some reason, they're both two wings of the same bird. End mm-hmm. of it. There's no such thing as Democrat or Republican. They're all the same thing. When If, if they see a whole bunch of people walking around like Bubble Boy, and then they're going to say, oh, then we can just mandate Bubble Boy. And then we can keep them under that much control. So, yes, I don't want to tell people what to do. Don't I don't want to be like the guy that's like, don't wear four masks and all that shit. But at the same time, stop wearing four masks. Like, stop, man. Because what you're doing is you're affecting the future. You're affecting, you're affecting my kids. See, this is the problem. When there's so much compliance, you're, you're being selfish. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. You don't under, like, when you're doing all of this, you don't understand that it's affecting the future. Right. So when when my seeds and their seeds are going to be affected by your action and then I'm going to have to speak out, I'm not trying to be that guy to say, 
like if you feel better with a mask, like you know, then then like I I, I hate being the dude to say don't wear shit, don't wear masks, don't do this, don't do that, because I'm not trying to be that dude. But at the end of the day, there needs to be somebody saying it. There needs to be somebody saying the truth in a world full of lies. And the truth is that those masks are just like bubbles. Yeah. Those masks are like Bubble Boy. The more that they see that they can just say nonsense, like wear 17 masks, and then people are doing it, right? Here's the, re- here's the thing. You're scared of a fucking pandemic? Look at how they handle pandemics. Everyone listen, and I'm going to try to calm down. Listen. Listen, look at how people handle pandemics in the history. Whenever they grab a bottle that has a contagion in it, they have a fucking hazmat suit. So unless you're walking around with a hazmat suit, you're not protected from a pandemic, period. Done. The, the maxi pad on your face is not going to protect you from a fucking worldwide pandemic. Stop putting tampons in your mouth thinking that it's going to protect you from a worldwide pandemic because Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon said so. They are facilitating control from the government. They're there for a reason. They're not there for you. Okay? So at the end of the day, well, it's real convenient now that the especially the left is saying that like anybody who who doesn't want to comply to all of this that it's our fault that this thing has lasted this long and everything else and blah 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 you believe that this came from china china was already wearing masks they're telling you that it's spread it's spread keyword spread they're telling you listen people i'm trying to come listen yeah Wusa. They're telling you it spread from China. China was already wearing masks. So they tell you to stop the spread, wear masks. Do you see how dumb that you're willing to be? It spread from China where they already wore masks. Do you understand that it doesn't stop the spread because it's a piece of fucking loose leaf paper I mean, but when over you your look, mouth? When you listen to people's accounts as, as of late who has gotten sick from whatever it is that's going around, you hear a lot of people that have said that they took in every precaution that was recommended by government yes. officials. You have people that that have gone on record and said that they've put on masks, they wore gloves, they socially distanced, they washed their hands, they did every precaution they were supposed to uh, do that was recommended and still got sick. You know, but when you have when you, when you present that fact in arguments with people that feel as though that what's going on is you know you you you're not doing what you exactly what you say you do, then that's their argument. They always come back with, well, how do you know that they was really doing that? They didn't do that. Uh, if that was the case, they wouldn't have gotten sick and all that. I'm like, how do you know? Was you there to observe this person not wearing a exactly. mask? Like I had exactly. a I had an argument with somebody on Twitter about that not that long ago, and I ended up muting the dude. I'm like, yo, like, how the fuck you going to speak for somebody you're not there? That's not your situation. Just like if you can right. believe what everything else is being said to you, that's lies. I can actually believe some of these people because I've heard people say that they've followed all the guidelines and restrictions and and, and requirements that's been out there since this whole thing started, and still gotten sick. So what is that saying to you? Right. Now, let, let me ask you a question. Do human beings get sick? Of course. Yeah, right. So we're in this world now where even getting a common cold or getting a flu, like, you know what I'm saying, is looked down wait a minute, upon. Wait a, minute, like, wait a minute. The flu doesn't exist. Remember that. 
Oh uh, yeah, I gotta remember that the flu doesn't exist anymore. But at the <laughs> end of the day, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like here's the thing: to the people who are getting sick because they wore masks, I believe them. I believe, I believe them that too. they got sick wore masks. Because here's the thing: when you can't see, you can't see the flu unless you look under a microscope, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a, a high-powered one at that. But if you hold a mask up to the light, you can see through the holes. Exactly. If you hold four masks up to the light, you'll be able to still see through the holes. So these people are getting sick, and they're getting sick with normal things. They're getting sick. And when I say normal, I'm not downgrading their sickness. I'm saying they can get re- really sick, but uh, but they're getting sick from things that are naturally occurring. People are exactly. supposed to get sick. I'm, so- I'm sorry to tell people the flu still does exist. I, does. I don't <laughs> listen don't listen to the conspiracy theorists that are on state media telling you that the flu doesn't exist anymore. I like flipping the narrative. <laughs> don't listen to Anderson. Don't listen to that, that conspiracy theorist, Anderson Cooper or um, Don Lemon or Rachel Maddow. When they tell you the flu doesn't exist, that's dangerous because the flu does exist. But keep in mind, so, keep in mind, at the beginning of all this, it was already said by everyone's favorite doctor that these masks are not effective. Okay, and then right. now they come back and they rebuke. They rebuke what they what they were saying at first, saying the mask is not effective. Now they're saying they, that they are effective. Now they want you to wear two and three masks, four masks, all this other bullshit with face shields and N95s and the mask that you wear on top of the mask underneath should press all the way up against your face, so that way the mask underneath is being pressed outwards from underneath the other mask. How many times have you seen this guy in public settings, not while he's on camera? Just out where he's not aware of that the cameras is on him without a mask on, not socially distanced, smiling and laughing and doing and going on about his business. You know, it's the same thing with Bill Bill Gates. It's the same Dr. Fauci. Same thing with all of these motherfuckers. You want like when he supposedly got his vaccine, Bill Gates, that's you saw him with a mask, right? When he was doing a thing with Anderson, like, you know what I'm saying? He wore a mask, but you'll get to see him in other pictures where he's two inches away from somebody where it's like a far away shot where it's just some paparazzi shit. Like, you know what I mean? And he don't got no mask on. Like the, the, the ruling class, they don't, they don't act like the sheep. You're not going to see a Rothschild in a mask. You're just not going to, it's not going to happen. Now, are they human beings? Yes. Unlike what I'm called all the time, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe that these bankers and all that shit are like reptilians and not human. They are human. Like, you know, all of these upper echelon people at the top of that pyramid, that 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 eye at the top of that pyramid, they are all human. I'm mm-hmm. sorry to tell you, conspiracy theorists, they're really human. They're not some fucking reptilians or some shit. They're, they're humans. And they, if there was some big contagion going around, they could get it just like us. They would be in bunkers. You mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to see them at all. They would be stored away somewhere, and we would be at the surface dying. That, that's what it would be. So the whole narrative of this, yes, some people aren't getting the flu, but they are. And, and, and what makes it worse is, these health systems are not treating patients the same way they used to because people, I, I always have to say that because people be like, well, then how do you explain people getting sick? Number one, because people get sick. Mm-hmm. Like, are you a little bitch? Like, are you that much of a little bitch where you believe that, that you don't believe in any other rights except your right to not get sick? Like what that's, you didn't never have that right. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody has that right. Human beings get sick. No matter how many tampons you put in your mouth, it's not going to stop you from getting sick. If mm-hmm. you're going to get sick, you're a fucking person. People are going to get sick. You're, you can't stop that. The problem is, is that our health systems aren't working with us that much anymore. They're just not. They're not working with us anymore. And I know people who were on medical boards when this thing first hit that got a memo that said, don't give people antibiotics and fluids and diuretics and treat them the way, like pretty much do anything you can do to get them in a body bag. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't don't. And then we'll just call it CV. We'll do whatever we have to do to like, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, yeah, people are getting sick. They might be getting a respiratory infection. They might be getting some. Who knows? There might be something else going on that's going around, right? right? And we're not getting told what's really going around. I want to remind people there was a time when we used to say that the government kept things from us. Remember that? Yeah. Like, remember when we would have that conspiratorial sense that if there was something big going on, that they would try to hide it and yeah. they would try to do everything in their power to keep it under wraps. Yeah, well, but this right here is right now? out in plain sight. Everything is right out in the open. Yeah. Right, and you can't avoid it. And then when you think of that, just in that nature, that they're actually promoting it like it's like it's like a new Katy Perry song from like you know what I mean, a high up in the fucking record label. They're pushing this single, and and man, are they? They're doing it, and all corporations and companies moved in lockstep. Mm-hmm. Immediately when this thing first happened, they all moved in lockstep with the same terminology. Is that almost, it doesn't fit with reality that that could even happen. Mm-hmm. To us, there's something we're not being told. Because when you have companies that can all move corporations and everything else, they all move in lockstep with each other. They all come up with the words, the same words. I, I'm talking days in, days in. They all somehow knew that this was going to last this long. Like they all, because they were using the word new normal. How would they, how would a state farm add a, a, a few days in, like just like 14 days in, I've seen a state farm ad use the word new normal. How would they know? Like in retrospect, yeah, we know now, but how would they know 14 days in they use the word new normal? Mm-hmm. And why are you doing that in a state farm ad? That's not po- that's not promoting your product. I know about marketing. I worked in it. How is that promoting your product? Talking about a new normal? It's not. It's promoting an agenda. It's a big corporation, and they're farming you. You ever notice these insurance companies like to use the word farm? Mm-hmm. They're farming you, State Farm, farmers. We are farmers. All of that. Like they're farming you. They're farming people. And, and like, you know, when you all have the same taglines, new normal, social distance, this, that, and the third, you know that different cultures react to problems differently, mm-hmm. right? You, you have the U.S., you have Americans, and then you have over in the Middle East. It, you could put the same problem in front of, like, an African, right? And then put the same problem in front of somebody who's in Asia, and they're not going to react to that problem the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just cultural. There's going to be differences. There might be some overlap, but they're not going to react to a problem the exact same way. But right now, even in third world countries who are open about their tyranny, we're like, we're like low on the low about our tyranny. Like in third world countries where they're like, yeah, I mean, tyranny is our thing. Like for countries like that, all of a sudden they care 
about their population. They're doing everything that the, that the U.S. and the U.K. is doing, every single thing. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit reality that places who don't really give a fuck about their population openly shut their country down to, to protect them. Right? It's a one-world movement. Mm-hmm. And they're pushing the world in one direction. Seriously, this is all going into one direction. We have to ask ourselves how this happened. They don't need to, to like, when, when you think about it. So I can't go check the weather on my app right now without going on my app to check the weather. And at the top, there's going to be a tab for TV updates. Like, why? That has nothing to do with the weather. As if we don't get TV updates enough, right? As if we don't hear it enough, we have to be able, like, if I were to go pay my car insurance right now, there'd be a TV update tab at the top. Any yeah. website you go to, there's a CV, like, you have to understand this is corporate. They're pushing this. This is corporate. This isn't something they're trying to keep from us and all of that. Yeah, that's I'm not what's happening. And the vaccine, that's a whole other thing. But, like, you know, it's, it's a Don't lot. Don't even get me started on that vaccine shit because the way I've seen people behave and act for this vaccination is just mind-boggling. Like, I understand, like I said, I'm not sitting here telling people that they shouldn't want to feel safe or they shouldn't want to feel protected from what's going on. But the way I've seen people like respond and act towards this vaccine, as far as like trying to get it, it's, 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 it's borderline. I'm not even going to say savagery. It's just borderline. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just some other shit. I don't even want to try to find the word to explain it, but it's just like, the fear yeah, propaganda the that, with that yeah like you're on the ground yeah. yeah like the fear propaganda that they have put out and the the man in the white hat appearance that they're giving this vaccination it's just it's, it's it's just mind-boggling because how many how many real infectious diseases viruses that is out there that don't have vaccinations for it we still haven't seen the AIDS vaccine we still haven't seen any other kind of vaccines for like cancer or anything like that. We haven't seen nothing like that, but for this one thing, like they instilled so much fear into people where it's like they've been, they damn near ready to knock people over to get to this vaccine. You know, yeah. like I've had people throw the names of politicians at me and demands of getting the vaccine. I've had people, you know, like, Tell me that I'm lying when I know exactly for a fact, like the way things are being handled as far as like the vaccine is going is concerned with distribution and everything. It's just, it's crazy how much they've, they've created a frenzy over this thing for people, you know, and it's like people are so entrusted into the health system that has failed people multiple times, time and time and again. And it's like at this point, why doesn't people buy into the idea of taking care of your own health. You know what I'm saying? Like do things to boost your immune system. Like take your, your vitamins, your supplements and things of that nature. Eat better, exercise, you know, do these things that help improve your immune system. So that way you have more of a chance, you know, going against any kind of illnesses that may come your way instead of relying on modern medicine. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're a big proponent of not using a whole lot of Western medicine and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure you can pretty much understand and even follow up on what I just said about that whole thing. Oh yeah. I mean, right now 
I'm pretty open with my listeners and everything. So, I mean, you know, people know I've been going through some health issues recently and I've been in, in and out of these health systems and I've actually helped some people who were diagnosed with this thing, um, navigate because early on, I remember talking to you mm-hmm. early, early on. I mean, a few weeks into this thing, I was kind of shook from it. I was like, so hold on. Like, you know what I mean? Because I don't trust the government first. That's the first thing. So I'm always thinking, like, you know, whatever I'm being told by state media, there's some kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I remember asking you, like, yo, how's it looking over there? Because I'm trying to compare it to how it's looking over here. And I know you in a big city. I'm around the city. Like, I'm on the outskirts of the city. So I'm, I'm looking at it like, okay. And then I thought it, like, it didn't take me long to figure out the majority of what's, I don't know everything about what's going on, but it didn't take me long to get red pilled about this. Mm-hmm. But at the very beginning, I remember thinking, okay, this just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this shit don't, it just, it ain't adding up. A lot of what's going on ain't adding up. And as far as the vaccine goes, I believe with high certainty that what they're doing with the vaccine, because just like we said, the government can just hide something from you. That's what we used to say all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that used to be our mantra is if there's something big going on, they're going to try to hide it from you, right? Like, right? So the fact that they're putting this CV narrative out there on blast in every news outlet, in every corporations, ads, and everything else, it's like, yeah, man, this shit is manufactured. But at the end of the day, like, you know what I mean? When you look at the whole situation, these vaccines are being reported on that they're hurting people. It's not like mainstream media is steering away from the fact. They're acting as if they're steering away from the fact. They'll report something, and then they'll act like they're steering away from it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, not them, that's not them hiding something from you. If this vaccine was something that they just wanted to kill everyone with, and then they were just going to hide the fact that it's hurting people and just keep rolling it out, then they would hide it from you. Me and you wouldn't know that people were getting Bell's palsy from it. We wouldn't know that people were getting sick from it. I, with high certainty, believe that the reason they're telling you that people are getting sick from this vaccine and all of that shit is so they can pull back on the vaccine. I said this, what? On a, I think I said it on a podcast with you seven months ago. Mm-hmm. I said when they do have the vax, there's going to be problems, and then they're going to pull back on it. I right. believe that they have to, they have to give us the hopium. They have to give us the hopium. The vaccine was the hopium for us to be like you know have a false sense of security and a false sense of hope. They're beating us down as mm-hmm. people of all cultures, the whole world. They're beating us down every day with this narrative because it's affecting our lives, our finances, our jobs, our mortgages. Like, you know, it's affecting more of that than it is our health. But see, here's the thing. Honest. But see, here's the thing also. Even though that they are reporting these things about people getting sick and having adverse re- effects from receiving the shot or whatever the case may be, there's still people lining up. With their sleeves rolled up, looking to get this shot, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like, I don't give a fuck. I take my chances, and there's even documentation out from the FDA itself saying that this is not an approved thing as of yeah. yet. They just made it where they allowed it because it's an emergency situation for people to use it, but it's still, it's still yeah. 
practically in trial mode, but you still have people lining up going to go get this right. thing. So what does that tell you about the mindset of people out here right now? Yeah, it's calling the herd. They're, they're, they're calling the herd right now. I can't stress this enough. The pyramid scheme that they have set up for people is collapsing. Mm. The system that we are all meant to serve, the system, that pyramid on the back of your dollar bill, which you won't have much longer, <laughs> the, that right there, that system is collapsing. So instead of the billionaires and trillionaires giving back down the pyramid, they're turning the pyramid upside down. They're letting the pyramid invert on itself. And they're, they're culling the herd. So basically, it is sort of like population control. But instead of them lining us up, people always talk about FEMA camps. There's going to be concentration camps. And, and they're going to put us all in these concentration camps. Yeah, all these conspiracy theorists saying that shit. Saying that shit. Here's the problem. And I always have to black pill these conspiracy theorists. I'm sorry I have to take your little jerk session away, conspiracy theorists, because I get called you all the time and I'm not. So I'm going to black pill your little concentration camp thing for a minute for them forcing us with the military to go into a fucking concentration camp. I doubt it. And here's why. I believe people are going to be lining up for the concentration camps. People are going to be willingly lining up. It's not going to be... <laughs> They're not going to force us into them. We're going to be willingly walking into them. That's what they do. They change the world around you to make you perceive that you have a necessity that you don't have. Didn't so we just have a conversation people, about that off record, me and you, mm -hmm. about that? We yeah. was like, what happens to the people that don't want to get vaccinated, that don't want to, you know, abide by these codes or whatever? And do all these yeah. things. I'm like, they're not going to just ship people off to some other, you know, like, like you said, concentration camp or whatever. It's like people are going to form camps on their own. And like, you'll probably be cut off from the rest of civilization, you know, God forbid, if it ever gets to that point. But I I think that's what right. happened quicker, more likely where people will be living more like in shanty towns and things like that, you know, off the grid before, you know, mm -hmm. they would just start locking people up and throwing them in cages and stuff like that because they don't want to be vaccinated. Well, I think that's already what you see. When the media, they give you both yin and yang and they do it on purpose and everything just like Democrat, Republican, red, blue, they're, they're their own little Morpheus. Mm -hmm. And they're they're holding the the red and the blue pill as if that's your only choices right in front of you, mm -hmm. right? And 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 they've created their predetermined red, predetermined blue. And when so the state media they get the information from the top on what the report. So it's you're going to die, your grandma's going to die, your whole lineage is going to die of COVID. Blah blah blah. By the way, there's some people dying from the shot, but you're still going to die if you don't get the shot. But you're going to die if you like you might die if you do, <laughs> but you're going to die if you don't. And then the whole thing, and they're doing that, right? And that's the crazy and part about so, it. Guys, so fault. people are so people are, are 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 taking their chances, like you said, but it's calling the herd. Yeah, we always always. I can't think of a time in history, even history I want to lie for. I can't think of a time in history where we as people didn't do their work for them. So like months ago with all the protests and all the shit that were going on, mm -hmm. people were 
doing their job for them. They were burning down. All they had to do was have a couple state-funded activist groups go out there and start a whole bunch of nonsense, right? And then they have tax ID numbers. Sorry to tell you they're not activist groups. Mm-hmm. And fuck you if you want to get at me about that, because every time I say that, I get hate for it. But fuck you, like, you know what I'm saying? Stand on your own, too, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you really want to have that activist card, like, you know what I mean? Maybe don't join something that has a tax ID number, dumb fucking people, yeah. stupid idiots. But, like, anyway, so there was, there was um, like, you know, this, these activist groups, right? Now, and then they would fall back. They would have their little agitators go out, and then they would fall back. And, and then people would join willingly. It's the chaos theory, like, you know what I mean? People would join in, and they did their work for them. They burnt down all the small businesses to boost the corporation. Yeah, maybe a couple Targets got hit. Maybe a couple Walmarts got hit. But that's that's zeros and ones that the World Bank can just put right back in their account. They don't care about that. Mm-hmm. What they did was they burnt down all the competition from the people, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and where's the influx with the stock market with that? Where's the influx on our economy from that? We're not seeing that. But in 2008, they were talking about how the mortgage crisis was tanking our economy. We just had our world shut down, and our economy is getting by somehow with the stock market shit and everything. Mm-hmm. It, our reality doesn't make sense. Our reality just does not yeah. make sense. We always do their job for them, and they always trick us into doing their job. You know, and just- so when they divide us, they divide us by race, by politics, by everything, and when they make us mad and fighting and all of this... We do their job for them, and they always direct us. They just need to push us. Yeah. It's just like like the devil in the snake on the tree. He did not force Adam to bite the apple. Adam did it wound. Always like that. The devil will... Well, actually, according to the scripture, it was Eve that persuaded Adam. Him. Yeah, that, to, to but bite the, the point apple. was that he... He wasn't. He wasn't forced. Right. Right. It was a temptation that was given from the, from the serpent through Eve. Right. It was. A, it was. A, it was a temptation from the serpent. The serpent, that metaphorical serpent, is our government. Is the powers that be. I should. I should correct myself. The serpent isn't the government. The government is a tool. The government is being used by the serpent. Actually, government can be good, because government does have the structure to protect us mm-hmm. in some ways. But when you think of the post office, the post office is our government. I like the post office. Like, you know, if, 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 if the post office were to completely fail and go under, we would be fucked in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? So there's certain things when you look at certain government institutions that they're good to have certain protections there in place if you needed them from the government. The problem is, is that when the serpent, that metaphorical top of the pyramid comes in and starts controlling those those avenues and those outlets within the tool of the government that's when we have the problem where we always do their job for them so people are willingly lining up for the vaccine what's that doing that's calling the herd people are dying and getting real sick from the from that and they're they're willingly walking themselves into a 50 50 chance yeah. with their health they're, they're willingly doing it just like they're, they will do with these pods. People are like, man, you're not going to... You really think that people are just going to line up to start living in pods? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, believe I believe that. I believe in Agenda 21, what they have 
that I believe, yes, that people will. Look at what they're doing right now. Look at how easy it was to make the whole world cuck. Look at how easy it was to get everyone in a face diaper for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Look, mm-hmm. And then the reasoning behind the but the face coverings, it's, 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 it's shame. They yeah. want to shame the population. It's constant shame. There was a study in 2009. I posted it before. It was before all this, obviously that even a little exposure to carbon dioxide creates panic and, and fear and, and that kind of thing. It's, it, it, it goes into your brain and it kind of causes that. Now, when you wear all of this over your face, you're breathing in your own exhaust, mm-hmm. carbon dioxide, you're, you're in a constant state of rage and panic and all of that. When I walk by somebody, one of my favorite things about this pandemic is, well, quote, pandemic is seeing people walk up to someone else and say, where's your mask? And then they get knocked out fucking cold. That's one of my favorite. I've seen it like 10, 11 times now. I swear to God. It's, it, shit, I, go love it. I love that shit. I love that shit because it, I, I've been in groups of people before and then somebody walk up. It hasn't happened to me yet, but when somebody, somebody walks up to somebody <laughs> I know and then, bam, they just get knocked out. I'm like, that's what you get. Well, since In what other world would you have done that? Think about it from 2019 before. Would you have walked up in, in, in anybody else's business and did that no. with anything else? See, but that's the like, thing. No? Like they, This whole situation has made people feel emboldened that they can tell people what to do. You know? Right. And a lot of this yeah. is going to get people in situations or signing checks that their ass cannot cash. You know what I'm saying? So, like, at the end of the day, yeah. the best thing is to just leave people alone. You know, like don't let don't let Don let me get you knocked out. Exactly. You know, and going back go back to the situation about the mask and everything like we were just talking about. I just wanna get back to it because I seen a very interesting headline that just come out from our local newspaper called the Daily News and this was posted about five hours ago. And the headline reads that, you know, NYC health officials issue new C V guidelines to start wearing two masks. And just to read a little bit about it. It says, New York City health officials issued new guidance Thursday to prevent the spread of CV and its growing number of variants, urging people to wear two masks now instead of just one. The new recommendations come from both Mayor de Blasio and City Health Commissioner Dr. Dave Trotsky and make growing concerns over more contagious coronavirus mutations. And continuing on, you got a picture wearing two masks. Dr. Dave, commissioner of the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene, demonstrates double masking at City Hall Thursday. And hold on. A couple of other things I was saying. Of all things that we've learned in this crisis, maybe the most profound is the power of a mask. The Blasio said at his Thursday morning press briefing. What we are saying today is time to double up. Two masks are better than one. Make it double. The city's recommendation comes seven days after the city's, I mean, the Centers for Disease and Control issue similar guidelines that the state two masks are more effective in preventing CV spread. (laughs) See this bullshit? Yeah, that's bullshit. Let me ask you something. Did China ever do that? No. And also, has Chinese... Let me just... None of you have to look this up. You don't need Google for it. I just want gut instinct. Do Chinese people get sick? The answer is yes. Yeah, they do. Right? And and so we've blamed in the past. Now they don't want it to be called the China flu, racism, all of this. Did it. But what happened to the Spanish flu? We named it that. Hong Kong flu. Right, that don't forget when, Kung Fu. when everything 
<laughs> there was something called the there, there, there was something called the Hong Kong flu when Woodstock was happening, and mm-hmm. white people were outside fucking each other, and like you know, killed however many people or whatever. Nobody wore masks. Nobody did anything. Like you know, I went back and I looked, and the state media was actually trying to get them to comply with certain shit back then, but nobody mm-hmm. was. They were like, "Nah, we're not going to do that." And then they just kept living their lives, and then state media kind of pulled back. And then they were like, we'll get them one day, right? When the, when the population is dumb enough, we're going to get them. So we believe that a lot of these pandemics and a lot of these things come from China. Yeah. Okay, so they're already wearing masks. I can't say that enough. They're already wearing masks. The reason why, hmm, let me think of why you have, a, like you said, a population over 2 billion people. So why would you want them all in there? Is it to protect them from being sick? No, it's to put them in a level of shame. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the president of China wearing a mask? No. 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 You don't ever see any high-ranking officials over there wearing... Of course not. Now, if they were really passing pandemics over there, he's a human. He's going to get it. I'm tired of people being like, well, children can't get it and give it to people. Shut up. Shut up. You don't understand things. Stop talking. Stop just believing things that mm-hmm. people say. Stop that. That's it's, it's really, really, really of a low IQ some of the shit that we believe. So China was already in masks. So most of the pandemics come from over there. So, okay, then masks don't help. You're going to shame 2 billion people so you can keep control over that population. That's why they did that. It's a form of shame. And they've been, what, 70 years with masks on? Like, they've had generational masks. Like, it's to keep them, it's to keep them docile. It's to keep, uprisings from happening so often in different things. It's a level of shame you can put over the population. Now they really want to shame us, so it's two masks, and then it'll be three. What happens when it's four? Just wear plastic wrap over your face. Here's the way to stop it. Just wear plastic wrap over your face until you die. There, stop the spread that way. It goes back to what you were saying earlier, you know, like when you were saying about the government, you know, they're not going to take back what you give them. Okay. Now right. put that into contrast to what you're seeing right now and discussing now this new guideline that New York city has put out, you know, requiring people or wanting people to wear two masks before this was even made official. People were already wearing two masks because, you know, you had people that was wearing the little designer mask and then they would have the surgical mask underneath of that. Now, mm-hmm. With me sitting here thinking about this whole situation, just reading that, you know, and just here, you know, listening to you and also thinking about what has transpired over these past, over this past year and everything. It's like, it was like people was already setting the tone for them to want to pass this, you know, this, this recommendation that we should start wearing two masks when people was already wearing two masks. That's going to open the door now for people to wear, for them to say or recommend that people should start wearing more than two masks or even wearing yep. face shields in public or wearing respirators and all kinds of other shit that you're going to start seeing people do because at the end of the day once they put that out there and then they can find another thing like now with the variants that are you know starting to pop up all over the place and everything with these different variants they're going to you know come back and deem that the two masks aren't, aren't effective as they once believed so now they're going to start requiring you to wear more and more things like you said earlier before yeah. like a CV costume you know, it's, it's yeah. crazy. And, and just so people understand something that's still happening, on January 20th, they said the PCR test was not accurate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's where all the numbers came from. Sorry to tell you, there's been some rapid testing there. Yeah, there's been some other sort of testing there. Even the rapid tests have been proven that they're inaccurate. But I'm saying on January 20th, most of the world's numbers have came from the PCR test. I have been on record saying this for fucking almost a year that the PCR tests aren't accurate. Nobody would listen to me. Not one soul would listen to me when I said the PCR tests weren't accurate. You know where I got my information? I didn't just make it up. The person who made the PCR test, who died conveniently four months before the pandemic, he's on record in video saying that um, like his test was widely used for AIDS, but it was used in a way that was inappropriate for AIDS. He was like, that's not the way I intended it to be used. Mm-hmm. Right Then he started telling all about his own test that he made. He said, basically, it can pop positive for if you test for infection, you're go- anybody could be infected with like you could just say this test test for something and then you could have everybody test positive for it the way that this test is set up because it's testing for genetic code. Right. He said it's not testing for the infection of anything. So if January 20th. I did a podcast right when this happened, and I put all the articles up because I loved it. Um, it was kind of vindication on my part because I got all kinds of shit from people for months, and nobody ever apologizes. No, nobody retroactively comes back, even in real life, to me and says, I'm sorry, my bad. I was giving you hell about this shit, but you was right. Nobody does that. But I was telling this shit to people for months. The fucking PCR test is inaccurate. It tests for if you were, if you were kind of like ever sick. Right. So coronaviruses, first and last time I'm going to say that this episode, those are very common. So that's the flu. That's a lot of different things. You name it. As far as virulent sicknesses, they're considered that word. So when you have a general test for that, and then what ends up happening is you're going to pop positive because it's in your DNA. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only is that in your DNA, but several other thousands, and I mean thousands, thousands of different viruses and illnesses are in your DNA from your ancestors. So if you were ever tested for a lot of different shit, using a test that's going to test you for RNA, a genetic code, you could pop positive for a million different things. Mm-hmm. So it was an inaccurate test and a way to get a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot of false positives. Now, they built them in a way where a few thousand of them in every batch, they kind of fucked with them in a way where they would give a negative. Yeah. But but most of them were going to pop positive. And that's the way... There's countries right now like Norway and, and, and uh, Sweden, different places like that that are beating this thing because they're stopped, they stopped testing. Yeah. Now... Like so, when you stop testing, you're going to stop getting positives because they stop testing for the sheer science of the fact that it's not testing for anything. Yeah, it's testing for genetic code. It's not testing for a virus. So they came out. The World Health Organization came out on the 20th of January and said, "Man, like you know, we kind of lied this whole time. They're not." And, and nobody ever retroactively goes back and says, "Okay, well that." means that all these other numbers were false, right? Nobody does that because everybody's still controlled. But what they admitted to you on January 20th was every single time that they said someone popped positive for this thing, it was a lie. That's what they said. Yeah, That's but, what they admitted. See, there's a couple of things I want to say on that note. 
remember a few months ago where Trump was having one of his campaign rallies and he had brought up the point about and for anybody out there that's listening right now, please do not get it twisted. I am not a Trump supporter. So before you come at my come at me with some bullshit, check yourself at the door because I will cuss you the fuck out. But just to let people know, Trump has said that one time before that, you know, so many people are complaining about the number of positives that are coming out, the number of cases that are being reported. But he said something about we need to slow the testing down. And people got upset about that. And now right. with that, what you were saying also in regards to the number of testing, you know, they're encouraging people to get tested each and every day, exactly. regardless if you have mm-hmm. symptoms or not. So with that being said, and even the facts that you have brought up, which is also has been out there for people to go look up if they just do the research. If people go look that up and you get in the number of false positives that's coming out, then yes, you're going to expect to see a number, you know, a rise in the number of positive cases, especially if they're false positive, but people are still lining up each and every day to go out there and get tested, even when they don't have symptoms, you know? So that's where all your positive tests are. That used to be called a hypochondriac. Mm. That used to be called a hypochondriac. And it's funny how they switch narratives because let's say 2019 or before, if you were feeling fine and you were like, yo, Sam, I think I'm dying. And they're like, Why? You look fine. You feel fine. Like, nah, man, I think I'm just, I got to go get tested to see if I'm dying. You would call that person a hypochondriac. That's what that's called when you're not sick, but then you think you are. You think you that's are because called of hypochondriac. Yeah. Um, so what they basically did there, they already proved it. And I've dropped the link. Go to my YouTube page. It's still up barely. You can go to one of my older ones that they left up called the divine rant underneath that. I have a link to this study. It's from the NIH. See, some of these places, CDC, NIH, all of these places, they'll publish something, and then they won't shed light on the truth that they publish, and then they'll just continue the lies in the state media and whatever. But the NIH itself published a study where an uh, asymptomatic person was in contact with 455 people, yeah, and they did everything. That. And nobody yeah, came everything. back. Nobody came back yeah. positive at all. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and, and, and they've done tests just like that since then. But um, you know, another thing I want to bring uh, up is is SARS CoV two, SARS CoV two, which is what they're saying now. I've showed you this, I believe, um, but I'll be willing to post it. I've already posted it on my Twitter. Like you know, surprise, I'm still there. But uh. In 2008, an article from a lab, and it was a it was a joint lab between China and the U.S. There was mention of SARS-CoV-2, and so the whole thing about this being a new word that oh, when Dr. Fauci came out was like this is a brand new thing we've never heard of it. Guess whose name is attached to that study from 2008? Him, and this is from 2008. I swear to you, people, like go and look it up. You can look it up. It's literally, you just typed in that SARS-CoV-2 2008 study. Boom. You'll see it. I, it's, it's amazing to me. that. And then when I tell people to do that, they're like, no. No. Like little kids. Just do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then you'll see what I'm talking about. But that word, and they had another one, so be prepared for this, I guess. SARS-CoV-3. Now, what they were trying to do was have this variant, whatever, stick to human cells. And it wouldn't. What it did do was stick to bat cells and other kinds of 
uh, like, you know, birds and different animals. It was very transmissible through bats. So isn't it weird how in a study in 2008 with the same word that we're dealing with now that was supposedly new and never thought of before and we're just now seeing it, in 2008, a copy copyright, it even has a copyright symbol on the on the, the whole testing thing from the lab that the most transmissible thing was bats and then it comes out it comes out the gate with a whole bat story mm-hmm. like Batman gave it to us and all that like you know and then now they went back on the Batman story like come on man do your own research and figure this shit out right and then they're telling you the flu don't exist and I even heard somebody come out their mouth in one of these um it was on some show I don't know I was I don't watch a lot of this bullshit news thing but I even heard somebody, some dumb quote expert say that AIDS really isn't even as transmissible as it used to be. Mm. And all, all of this shit, like, you know, really the only thing that we have to worry about right now is this thing that we're dealing with. That was the same thing and, I was going to bring up. That was the same thing I was going to bring up. No, I was saying this, that was what I was going to bring up earlier. Like, do you also notice as of late that the whole concept of being asymptomatic, they don't really speak on that that much anymore? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't really say too much about yep. anything about asymptomatic. Yep. And, and I mean, it's it's amazing what a few voices can do in the wilderness, man. And this is why I encourage people to continue to speak. It's a, I know that some people have problems with that, man, because they have certain types of jobs and whatever and everything else. I understand, man. But, like, even if it means in, like, you know, talking in your own circles, like, you, you have to start doing your own research. You have to start at least speaking out in your own circles because that, that reverberates, man. That energy goes out. There's, there was too many people saying it, like, you know, with the asymptomatic thing. The more that we can make this thing look like nonsense, the more they're going to have to pull back from it. The more that we comply to it, the more they're going to go forward with it. If everyone today was like, hmm, and just took off their mask, and walked outside and started going about their daily life. I'm not recommending it, not saying to do it. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if everybody just took off their mask, walk outside and just started doing their life like they used to, what would happen is there would be all these news reports that tried to immediately get everybody back in the mask at first. If we didn't comply and do it, what they would say is, oh, there's been a drastic downturn in cases, and it looks like we beat this thing. The number of people who got uh, vaccinated, it looks like it really helped, and this over here, and the factor of the weather with the sun beating off the star Sirius, they would say anything they got to say to to pull back on the narrative, and then they'd be like, damn it. And then they'd have to try something else. It would just be what it is. The more that we make this thing nonsensical, which it is, every aspect of this thing is nonsensical. There's not one part of it that actually you can make sense of. They've never isolated it. When they say isolation, and I've done my knowledge on this, so, you know, somebody, you want to talk? Let's talk about, you want to email me? We can go, whatever. For all matters podcast at gmail.com. I've done my knowledge on this. So when they've never isolated it, the farthest that even scientifically, which that field is a bunch of lies, too. But let's just say, scientifically, the most they've done is have something budding out of a human cell. Same thing with a lot of different uh, illnesses that they try to give us vaccinations for and such. To isolate something, you have to pull it out. It's the word isolate, right? To isolate. So if I were to 
let's use prison terms. If they put somebody in isolation, does that mean that they put you in a room with someone else? No. You're in the room by yourself. You're in isolation, right? So don't change the definition of words. They've never isolated it. It's budding out of the human cell. And I don't even believe that. But let's just go with the mainstream theory. The farthest that the mainstream theory has ever went is it's budding out of the human cell. Budding, like coming out of the side of it, kind of. And they called that isolated. Mm-hmm. They've never truly isolated SARS-CoV-2 in the human cell. They can't. So there's that. And they've even admitted it <laughs> on the FDA website. They've even admitted that, man. And so that's the same people that are administering, uh, that haven't approved the VAXX, but they're telling everybody to go ahead and get it. There's this, a lot that just doesn't make sense about this. Man. Yeah, but it's also yeah. taking me to what you were saying earlier, or what you just said about people speaking out. I'm not sure if you're aware of the situation of the supermarket in Florida where, you know, so many people was in there shopping without a mask on. And, like, this caused, like, worldwide, well... It caused like infuriation amongst people throughout the whole entire United States because they saw people openly out in the supermarket, nobody wearing a mask, nobody socially distancing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, well, I, I'll take everybody back since everybody wants to be leftist nowadays. And don't, like you said, man, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't like, I probably hate Trump more than you. So don't come at me with some, anytime that you, because they're doing this whole one world thinking thing right now. I'm sure you see it happening, right? You're only allowed to have one way of thought. That's what all this censorship is about. Unless you're saying what they want you to say, you're not allowed to talk, right? So the world's becoming one big leftist cesspool. I'm not leftist. I'm not a Trump supporter. I am not dumb enough to involve myself in politics. I don't believe in either side. But so the whole thing, man, when you look at it, from a situation where everyone has to be under, we're, we're, we're all saying one thing, we're all doing one thing, we're all saying the same exact thing. So when you're saying that uh, a supermarket, everybody was without a mask or whatever, I want to take everybody to the presidential inauguration. Yeah. Let's go back there because that day was fun. It was a fun day for me. Not because we got a new president. I don't care about that. It was because I watched a whole lot of hypocrisy happen right in front of my eyes. And what I did was I pulled up plenty of tabs. I went to the laptop, man. I went old school. I pulled out a laptop and I pulled up the live stream on plenty of tabs from different um, outlets. So I would get different camera angles when one would go to a break, the other one would still be on. And then each place would have a different camera angle and shit. So... If you believe germ theory about the way viruses are transmitted, obviously nobody does, though, because they believe that a kid can't get it and transmit it to a human. Anyway, so if you believe germ theory in the way that viruses are transmitted, which you should, like, you know what I'm saying? If if that's what you're going by, like, you know what I'm saying? If you're so scared for masks on your face and all this. um, So let's go over it. We we seen the homie Barack Obama pull his mask down five or six times and talking a whole bunch of 80-year-olds' ears. Now, January 20th, that was not, no one had two doses at that point. Dr., uh, what's his case, Fauci, he didn't even have two doses at that point. That wasn't even at a time when not one person in mainstream media, at least, like if you want to go by that, they didn't have 
two doses yet. They weren't fully, quote, protected yet mm-hmm. by what they're reporting to us, right? So nobody was fully protected. So they can't use the vaccine narrative to say, oh, this is why they were doing it. No, nobody was at the second dose yet, at least by what we were told, right? So at the end of the day, what we saw was a whole bunch of people pulling their masks down and talking to each other in their ears. We saw Garth Brooks give hugs to everybody and handshakes and do I saw Barack shake mad people's hands, bare hands, right? What I also saw, which was very interesting, now they, they want to tell me and you that there's a such thing called a CV cloud that just lingers around, right? And if we walk through that cloud, then we can get it, right? Um, so there was a whole bunch of people gathered around where the performers come out. Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, all that. There was a whole bunch of people gathered there, and then they went and got sat down. Now, while they were there, they were pulling their masks down and talking to each other. You go back and look at the footage. They never took it down. It's the funnest thing for me to do to contradict these leftist assholes that want to rage at you about everything and all of that. Go look at it. Everybody was talking to each other with their masks down, pulling it down, and talking to each other. So they created a COVID cloud, right? Let's just say it, because that's what they say that we should be scared of. And then, a few minutes later, Lady Gaga walked down with no mask and go sing into a microphone. Okay, cool. So she just walked through a cloud. If she didn't, and then we have to rethink what we're being told then, right? If she didn't, and then we need to rethink the lies that we've been told. So then they go down and they sing into the microphone. Now, that same microphone, I watched it very closely. Never once between speakers did anyone come and spray that mic with some Lysol. They never changed the microphone. They never did anything. It was the same microphone with all speakers, including Biden. Everybody, every single person who spoke there, spoke, even that spoken word artist, came and spoke into that same mic. Okay, now, the way that viruses work, if I had the flu and I was sitting there talking into that mic and then somebody else came and talked into that mic, I noticed because if somebody was sick in the studio, when I was doing my thing with music years ago, if somebody was sick in the studio, I'm not going to use that mic, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, even if I like saw it, I'm like, man, I don't really want to fuck with that mic. That dude was coughing and shit. I'm going to plug in my own joint, right? So they were all speaking into the same mic. They would walk up to the mic with the mask on, like Kamala, uh, and Biden and everybody, they walk up to the mic with their mask on to show you the visual. That's what it's about. It's it's more about visuals, to show you the visual of the mask, right? And then they pull their mask down with their bare human face. And then they talk into the mic everyone else was talking into. Mm-hmm. You want to debate me now about your stupid super... Like, when people get mad about the supermarket with everybody, think about that. Think about that. No one was practicing any of the safety. They were all shaking each other's hands. And these are, okay, your leftist president got in. Look at all of the rules that they broke. That should have been a super spreader event. But they'll never call it that. They'll never report on anybody getting COVID from that. It's never super spreader when it comes to elected officials and people high up yeah you know they'll never refer to it as that but when it comes to common people that's the first thing they're saying like they're 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 quick to call a gathering of 10 people in your house a super spreader Mm -hmm. event 
where you had a big ass yep. inauguration when everybody was within close close quarters of one another without wearing masks. Because I seen the same inauguration. Now, unless it was one that I may have missed, but I seen the same thing where nobody was basically wearing a mask or they was pulling a mask down and walking up to one another and talking and all that mm-hmm. shit. And have you heard of anybody? It wasn't exactly from- a bunch of millennials there either. They're yeah. all older people, exactly. right? Exactly. But then at the same time, have you heard about one person getting sick from that inauguration or testing positive? Exactly. exactly. But yeah, you're quick, That's to call my point. Some- you're quick to call something like me wanting to have a gathering with my family in my own house, a super spreader mm-hmm. event. But you have this massive inauguration and nobody gets sick. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that, and that's what it is. They, they put everything, every little bit of truth. What they did was they made, they divided the country and they put some asshole like Trump out in front to divide everybody, right? And then he did a very good job at his job. His job was to divide. He, he was in Hollywood before this, man. He was in wrestling. His, he knew how to get in character. Right? The whole apprentice thing, he knows how to get in character. Mm-hmm. So he got in character and he went and divided everybody. That's what he did. Sorry, Q-tarts. Trust the plan and all of that. Look where that got you. Like, you know what I mean? Sorry, Trump supporters. Sorry. But, but your boy was probably one of the most liberal presidents that we ever had. Um, when you put it on paper. Now, I just infuriated a lot of people with that sentence. But when you come down to the whole left-right paradigm nonsense, that we believe in he usually Republican presidents don't put us in debt. They they're conservative, right? That's what they do. They try to conserve on the debt. They try to get us somewhat out of the debt to the World Bank. And then the Democrat comes in and they're for the people, so then they give us programs and then they get us more in debt. Well what Trump did was he got us more in debt than any other president ever. Six trillion dollars in debt for cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. Got us six trillion dollars in debt. And then he started all these gun rights uh problems that we're having now with Biden where he's just continuing on with the gun right shit. He in Trump Trump banned bump stocks. He he started all the red flag laws and all of that. He attacked the second amendment first. Now conservatives usually protect the second amendment. He started that bullshit with the second with with all and then you want to call him racist. Okay. Um you're he put it in legislation that you're not allowed to say anything bad about Jewish people. Can't say it. That's him. He did that. He, mm-hmm. that president, did did that. He also did a whole lot of things that Republican presidents throughout the history would not do. He walked around one of his rallies with a rainbow flag. Did you ever see Barack Obama walk around with a rainbow flag? No. Barack Obama spoke out against gay marriage in his first term. Right? So, like... The liberals have been wanting, they've been pining for a president to walk out there with a rainbow flag. He did it whether you I think thought, it was to mock. I thought, I thought that Barack Obama was the one that championed um, same-sex marriages and stuff like that. That was the second term. Oh, second term. Look okay. it up. Yeah, look it up. In his first term, in his first term, Barack Obama spoke out against gay marriages. Okay. He said, not right now. I don't think society is ready for it. And then he got pressure from the far left, and then he caved on it. And then, but you could tell he was resistant to it, and he didn't want he didn't want that. But he did put eventually in the second term. But when you look it up in his first term, he was opposed to gay marriage. Trump walked around with a rainbow flag. 
Like, yeah, you can say it was to mock him or whatever, but it wasn't. Okay, so he could have had David Duke at one of his rallies. At any given time, he could have had David Duke up there. Like, you, you know, the white supremacist guy who's the leader of all the white supremacists. And he could have had him up there. Did he ever do that? No. He would give people like Kanye a platform or Little Pump or somebody like that. So Trump supporters, I'm sorry you drank the Kool-Aid and all of that, but that wasn't the boy. You, it talked out of one side of his mouth and tricked all of y'all. What Trump was here to do was to get control of a part of America that was hard to get control of because it's easy to get control of the city. Mm-hmm. They always can control the cities with Democrats because everybody, for some reason, believes Democrats are here to help them, even though they never help us, ever. <laughs> Not one time. But so they always believe Democrats are here to help us. And plus, all they have to do is circle around the city, right? They can get the National Guard, circle the city, and then move in and close in on the circle. So it's easy to control the city. The rural areas of America, a little bit harder to do that. More spread out. The population is less dense. There's people with guns, and they have all kinds of shit ready for you if you get on their land, all that shit, right? So what that did was it gained the hearts and minds of a part of America that really didn't even vote before him. They did, all you had to do was do the rhetoric. You had to do the theater. That's all it was. It was about theater, the world stage. Go up on the world stage and 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 say one thing because that's what people, um, especially these days with cancel culture and all all of that, people care way more about words than they do actions. Yeah. Now it's like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words are going to hurt me worse. Right? That's what people think now. Words, words are bad. Don't say certain words. I'm against that shit, man. Now, now let's I'll address say whatever word I want. Now let's address the political theater there for a moment. And by the way, for anybody out there that was listening, if you want to go look up the story that I gave you, it happened in Naples, Florida, on February third, two thousand twenty-one. You can look it up on the CBS News Nightly News website. You can go and check that out there. But as we getting back to talking about the political theater for a second, there. All right, here we go. It's um, we're a month into the Biden administration, and a lot of things that people thought that was going to happen at the beginning, when he took office, a lot of people starting to see a lot of things going in reverse. So, mm-hmm. my question for the people out there now that wanted to vote to get the evil man out of office, that thought that the Democrats was coming to save the day, how do you feel now about a lot of the stuff that you're seeing? A lot of these bills being passed. You see a lot of people out there that's still waiting on that stimulus. You see a lot of people out there mm-hmm. still that's feeling away now because he hasn't said anything yet about student loan debt. How do you feel mm. now about a lot of the things that people perceived that he was going to do? But since he's been in office, it's not, it hasn't even been a month yet. You're starting to see a lot of these executive orders and a lot of other things come to the surface now that doesn't primarily help out the people. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that now? You know, I tell that to people all the time. I got to say that shit to family. I got to mm-hmm. say it to friends all the time. A lot of my friends and him, people that I consider family that are just friends, people I knew for 20, 25 years that uh, couldn't wait for Trump to get out of office and have anybody. They would just be like anybody except Trump. Let's, let's just get them in office and all. And trust me, I don't believe that it would matter whether Trump was in here or not. Because all of this shit, all of this started under Trump. So it's not like, you know, Trump would do anything different he started it he would come out his mouth and say it's a hoax and then he would promote regeneron and the vaccine and all of that he would always talk out of one side of his mouth oh yeah i don't believe in masks and before you know it 
like he, there's Trump 2020 masks and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. and everybody was wearing like it doesn't it, like it just was a little bit of a delay that had to happen. So it was better for them to get somebody like a Biden in after they divided the country. But one thing led to another. Trump led to Biden, right? So if Trump was real stupid about certain things, like everybody was laughing at him when he made Space Force. Okay, I was too. Now, let's do away with it, right? If it's so much government spending for some ridiculous thing like Space Force, and then why is it still here? Mm-hmm. Biden didn't do an executive order to take that away, did he? No, it's because they're all working together. They're all friends. Exactly. They all work together. The impeachment nonsense was just theater. All of it was all theater to make you believe that there's a difference between Republicans and Democrats. It's all political theater, man. Every last bit of it. So, yeah, to people who think that, um, and you've said this before, I strongly believe that Kamala will take office sooner than later. It might be because they've been stroking that um, 25th Amendment thing and to get it in our minds to make people really understand what the 25th Amendment is and all of that. Mm -hmm. I think they did that for a reason, but maybe not. Maybe they just get him out in some other way. But I don't really believe that Biden wants to be the president. I just believe that he was the only name that they could put on a ticket that would make sense in reality to get yeah. Trump out. I mean, but and then you know, sooner than later, Kamala is going to be in there sooner than later. And like, you know, this is unpopular. I don't care. Um, she's a tyrant. So if you want to get somebody in there that's used to locking up a bunch of black people, go ahead, because that's what she has a whole history to doing. Thank you. You want to get someone in there? You want to get someone in there that, yeah, yeah, you want to get someone in there that, that's that, that, and and I'm going to get shit for it because I'm white. Right, I don't give a fuck because at the end of the day, I've been seeing the same thing. Like, listen, like, that's one thing. I, I, I'm going to say, and I'm speaking as a black person, like, at the end of the day, okay, it's cool to see that we finally have a black person in a high office in the United States, and particularly a female. That's cool. But at the same time, look at this lady's track record. That's what I'm looking at. Look at the things that she has attributed to in the state of California that a lot of people in California don't approve of her. So at the end of the day, if this is the way you feel because somebody voices their opinion that is not the same or or as of your own against a certain people and you want to use the race card or whatever, and then that's your problem. But at the end of the day, I've said it before that the reason why Kamala Harris was selected as Biden's vice president was for the fact that in a few months, if even that, I, and I still believe it. In a few months, we're going to see her taking over. That's You can already see it now. There's already yep. things in place where, you know, they're trying to ins- insert her more into the public face of what's going on within the political realm. You see that. All right. So in a few months, they're going to wind up taking over and she's going to be the president. Now, mm-hmm. my reason why I said that they selected her is because of her track record as an attorney general and also as a prosecutor. Look at everything that's happened over the last few months with all the quote unquote lawlessness and a lot of the crime rate in all these various cities going up and things like that of that nature. I'm like, they're going to put somebody in there who's law and order that's going to try to get things locked down to the point where, you know, 
people are not going to be able to move about freely the way they used to be. Now, I'm not saying that she's going to be a tyrant. I'm not going to say that she's going to be a dictator or whatever the case may be. But it just seems like to me, it just seems to me like it's the perfect storm to bring somebody in that has that kind of background at, at a time where it seemed like we're just in complete chaos all throughout the 50 states. And that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, no, I believe she's going to be a tyrant. I believe that she's going to be our worst fucking nightmare because what it is, they always use these figures that, uh, because they make you believe that, um, they make us believe that diversity is skin deep, that skin, skin color deep, right? That's not the only diversity that, that exists, right? But she comes from a Brahmin family that's in India. So when you understand the Indian culture, um, that's the higher class that like if Brahmins don't walk freely amongst the Indian pop population, they're too scared because the Indian population would attack them because they've been so oppressed by the Brahmin culture. She comes from a Brahmin family. You ever notice that whenever, uh, they, they say that we have black people in some kind of higher office, right? Was Michelle president? No. Was Barack all the way black? No. How come we how come we keep lying to ourselves that black people are getting that black black people are getting in higher office? You see, you see what I'm saying? Like because she comes from uh, her dad, Jamaican slave owner, and her mom was a Brahmin, mm-hmm. so you know she's used to a certain style of living that me and you. You know, I'm white, you're black. We're not accustomed to that. Me and you have way more in common than you just because, like, you know, she has darker skin. Like, you know, me and you have way more in common than you would have with her, right? Like, you know, me and you sort of come from the same area of the pyramid. So at the end of the day, like, you know what I mean? Diversity and all of that is not just skin deep. People have to quit falling for this racism nonsense that they keep pulling where white supremacists are going to come do it. It's the same scripts over and over and over again with the white supremacists. They've been doing that shit since World War II with the white supremacists are going to come do this. And then the same people that are going to come save us from the white supremacists are the white supremacists. The people who are white that own everything are going to come save us from the white supremacist. So the people who are supreme over you, the, the, the Bill Gates of the world, the, like, you know, all of the politicians who, like, you know, and above them, the Rothschilds, the bankers, the world, they're going to come save you from white supremacists, the white people, right? And then everybody falls for it every time. And, and they run the same scripts. Now they have like four or five different scripts running at the same time. They got the white supremacist script running with that, and then they got the code, like, you know, the CV script running, and it, everything is just, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a stew right now. And, like, somebody like her, Kamala, is good, is like, that's a perfect person to put in because, yeah, Trump said a whole lot of dumb shit, and he was, he was loudmouth. He, he was an egotistical asshole, bad person, don't like Trump. But he was a lot of talk, right? He was widely not liked. Kamala has the, all she has to do is go up there and be like, how can I say this being me? All she has to do is go up there and appeal with words to a certain demographic at any given time, and she can take advantage of said demographic, Mm -hmm. right? That's all she has to do. 
That's all she has to do because people believe words more than actions now. So all she has to do is go up there and talk about liberation and freedom and how people have been oppressed and all of this kind of shit and then just do the complete opposite. And then everyone will give her excuses of why she wasn't able to do this because of the white man and this and that and the third. And she's in there working with him. And the only rapper she can name off the top of her head is Tupac. Come on, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but people that's actually been paying attention and actually can see right through that shit. But like I said, you know, like, and like you said, and like we've both been saying for a long time, they use various tactics in order to get people to get on board with whatever agenda that they're trying to push. Like in this case, they, they using the race card. When it comes to Kamala Harris They're using fear tactics When it comes to CV They're using a whole lot of other different tactics And and maneuvers In order to get people on board Or to get people to comply So this is really no different than what's been going on It's just like you said It's all part of the script It's all part of the script that they already had Planned out for years in advance And people now just Either some people are, are already privy to what's going on Or a lot of people just haven't woken up yet To really pay attention to what's going on But all this was planned I, I, I truly believe it All this was planned You know, I can People can say whatever they want to say about me Or whatever the case may be after the point That's cool, but at the same time I, I, I pay attention to shit So at the end of the day, it's something don't look right to me I'm not going to sit there and just agree with it Because everybody else agrees with it Or because people don't want the scrutiny for standing on their own That gets back to what you were saying earlier About the whole group thing um, Concept where people can't have their own opinions anymore Without facing some sort of backlash From everybody else out there that's thinking alike You know what I mean So at this yeah. point it is what it is When I look at the Bill of Rights Basically getting ripped up right now And I'm not a big constitution person But I like the idea of it right Like the constitution can, I mean, that's subjective. Like, you know, for years, the people in high positions, they've always been breaking the Constitution and different things like that. But now it's right in front of our face, right? And when I say I'm tired of seeing the Bill of Rights getting ripped up and different things like that, people are like, you and your rights. Like, I get that all the time. Like, you talking about all you and your rights and all of that, just... Like, you know, just comply with what's going on right now. You're part of the problem. If you just stop all this and then this thing would be over. No, it won't. <laughs> that's that's just that idea of give up your rights. Like, just give up your rights for real, and then it'll be over. Just what, what the fuck? How does that even make sense? They're not going to. So they really believe that if you just give up your sense of freedom right now, not that we ever really had these freedoms, your sense of freedom, we give that up and then they're going to give that back. Mm-hmm. You really believe that, that these rich devils are going to give you back what they took you know what i mean does that make sense like you ever get shook down by somebody you ever get robbed by somebody and then later on that person just come back and give you your shit back no they're robbing you they're robbing us right now and you here's how here's how i would change the way that i'm talking about shit if i if the horror that they're reporting in the media matched my reality right if i always tell people start your reality from you as weird as that sounds people don't do that they start their reality like several bubbles out right so your reality starts with you it goes out to your family to your friends to your local community to where you work to all of that right to your neighborhood and then it works its way out the more that it works its way out like 
several bubbles of reality out, the more nonsensical it gets. Closer to you, the more things make sense, right? So when you look out your window and you don't see a million dead birds on the ground, when you don't see a million like dead animals and all of that, when farms are still in full, complete operation and their animals are not all dead, their livestock is still there. Mm-hmm. When you don't see dead bodies more than usual on the ground, where are you at? Like, you know what I'm saying? When Spanish flu people talked about how they walked by dead bodies on the ground and how they would see somebody walk by dead bodies a couple of days later, that person who walked by dead bodies was dead because they got it from the air. And so then people just waited in their house. They ate scraps and shit like that. Like that was a real thing that, so I would then change my tune with how I'm talking. Right. And if there was any rights that we had to give up, it would need to be a contract with the citizens of any country. It would need to be a contract from the government. Like, look, man, you see outside, right? So here's the thing. We're going to deal with that. And to be able to deal with that, we need to do X, Y, and Z. But when we deal with this, we're giving it back to you. I would accept that if the reality matched the horror that mainstream media is saying. But it doesn't. When I look in my local community, I see a bunch of zombies. It reminds me of that scene from The Mummy where everybody was like, emo <laughs> I was about to say that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just that I don't, I, don't, I don't see the horror that media is talking about. And that's big because that's reality. That's where reality starts. It's with you. It's with me. It's with each individual. Now, if I, if I saw all of that shit, yeah, I would be changing my tune about a lot of shit that I'm talking about. But because it's an obvious psyop, I'm not going to give up my rights. I'm not going to be giving up my rights and and doing that, knowing what I know about government and the rest of it. Going on, man. You know, it's not popular to say that. I'm not getting any sponsors on this podcast by saying that. I'm not, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not making many friends. I've had, I've lost friendships to this yeah. for me speaking out. For me yeah. just saying shit. People, are, they, they take it like, you know, wrong and they like yo man like you need to quit that and this and that see, and we're getting some type of argument that's the problem though see like it shouldn't be to the point where you cannot speak your own piece on how you feel about the current situation at hand it should not jeopardize or terminate friendships it should not cause people to look at you in a different light because you have a difference of opinion and that's something mm-hmm. a lot has transpired over this time where I've seen a lot of people stop fucking with each other because of difference of opinions when it comes to politics and this current pandemic going on and everything like that. See, this is the point in time when we need to have healthy discussions and sit down and get on one page with one another realistically instead of just, Oh, because you're being fed a narrative and you believe that narrative and you got somebody out there that's challenging the narrative or don't believe what is being said in these medias and stuff like that. It shouldn't come to the point where just because you are on a difference from each other that you shouldn't be able to speak your piece. And like, that's something I've always felt. You know what I'm saying? And like, I sit here and I see it and it's just ridiculous to me because it's like, yo, it's like I seen lifelong friendships come to an end because one person supports Trump and another person supported Biden. That's foolishness. 
Like, yeah. it, it, see, now it's no longer a point where it comes to politics and government control. It comes to you as an individual. If you allow that stuff to influence you that much to the point where you're willing to walk away from a 20-year friendship or lifelong friendship yeah. or whatever over a difference of opinion, then something might be wrong with you. And that's just me being honest. Yep. Yes, I'm telling you. And it's a... It's crazy because, like, you know, when I'm sitting here looking at people that I've known for all of this time and even family and I'm trying to talk to them, it's a a quick way to get people to just put their hands over their ears and go rah, 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 not listen to you is if they just saw something on the news and then they talking about it and then I come to them and I'm like, now, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then I'll break down the various ways of reality of how that doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then they just like, man, stop, dude. You always with this shit. Right. And I'm like, yo, what? With the truth? I'm always with the truth. I'm like, dispute what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, and, 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 and your way of if you, if, yeah, if you can, if you can shut me up, then do it. <laughs> right. Because mm-hmm. then I'll change my mind. I'm open to the discussion. I'm open to being wrong. Yeah. I'm, since the beginning of this thing, I've changed my way of thinking. I've changed. I've grown. When you plant a tree, the tree grows. Does it stay at one height? No, it's supposed to bloom. It's supposed to grow out. So if you're saying the same thing you were saying a long time ago, then you haven't grown as a person. Exactly. I'm willing to grow. I'm willing to bloom and, and, and think differently and all of that. Expand my horizon. But when you sit in here believing what Anderson Cooper and John Lennon and Rachel Maddow are telling you, and then I put obvious wrenches in everything that they just said, like, you know, and then I, it's it's just crazy the way that people react. And they're like, yo, man, like, you always with this shit. And I'm like, yeah, crazy. I'm always with the truth. I'm always with the truth. A quick thing about First Amendment auditing before we get off here and everything else. The funniest thing is, like, you know, people, you know, they stare the cameras, but cameras is always on them. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. No matter what business that you go into, there's cameras already on you. No, You'll be in England. They have what's it called in uh, in the UK. They got what's it called CTV or something like that, where there's cameras everywhere, like outside where they can just zoom in on anybody walking down any street and you it's it's weird i don't know if it's just britain or wherever i don't really know but i know it's called ctv where they can just zoom in on anybody at any given time and see what they're doing and then go arrest them and shit like that yeah it's, it's to that level in america it's to that level around the world and when you have like when i'm trying to hold what i'm seeing like i was at before the super bowl I was doing some auditing. There's people walk. I mean, there was crowds of people and all of that. And like, you know, it was, there was cops and I'm on, I'm on the strip. So I'm right by all these clubs and everything else. And like, y'all, y'all will see the video and I'm following these cops and code enforcement. And I'm walking down and I'm starting to really see what this pandemic is. It has been became right, and I'm I'm like, oh, this is what it's about. They're walking into, and I mean, crowds of people, man, like thousands. If you'll see the videos, thousands of people all around me. Everybody's huddled together and all that shit. They're going into the local businesses, and if they catch anybody in there not wearing a mask, they're finding these businesses. They're finding the clubs. They go and extort money, and they bring code enforcement in with them to extort the money. So that's what it is. It's it's extortion. They're they're going going into businesses that are already hurting because of the pandemic, and they're furthering their pain. 
by so what if there was people in there without masks on and shit like that they're getting money man let them get money right since when has health since when has any particular person's health been so paramount Mm -hmm. to another person's business right especially the government they have no bearing over your health neither by the way a lot of people have a misconception that the cops are here to protect you they're actually not your safety is not part of their job literally it's not it's not part of their job i know that they get called to robberies and stuff like that but maybe cops have done some people some favors but they didn't have to that's Mm -hmm. not part of their job so at the end of the day i'm sitting there and i'm following them right and then i'm getting other people leave them alone leave them alone stop stop that shit fucking what are you doing you're fucking and all of this shit, right? And I'm just mm-hmm. quietly, I'm filming them, right? Because it's in the First Amendment that we are free press. Right. Now, we didn't have all of these cameras in 1918 and all of these different eras during other pandemics to show what was going on. We didn't have live updates, right? Now, if you just go by what Rachel Maddow was showing you, she's never going to show you this shit. I'm showing you something from the ground level, right? And when they try to tell me that I can't film, I challenge the cop back and I say, on like, you know, on what grounds? Because this is a First Amendment protected activity. I'm the free press. I'm a journalist. That's all you have to do. You say you're, you're media. You are. Mm-hmm. If you hold a camera and you're an American citizen, you are free press. That's how that works. So you have a right to film them. And then people are like, I don't want that camera on me. I don't want I'm like, you have mad cameras on you. What are you talking about? You always have mad cameras on you. And it's always some loud mouth behind me when I'm trying to show the tyranny of what's going on. That's, 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 that's like, they want, they, they're like, what are you doing? Stop. What, yo, did you get me on film? So then I turn around and I put them on film. Mm-hmm. Right? Because why are you being a loud mouth if you don't want to be on film? <laughs> yeah. you're, you're talking shit to the cameraman. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would have never had you on film had you not started to speak to me. You're talking about how much you hate cameras and how much you don't want to be on film, but you up here talking to me. Walk away. You, you would have been a blip in the, in, in the radar. You'd have just been walking by. By the way, it's a myth. You have no expectation of privacy in public whatsoever. If you're on private property, if you're on a private business, then yes, you have an expectation of privacy. You do not have any expectation of privacy. So that whole myth about you need someone's written consent to have them on film and all that in public, you don't. You don't. And that's not something I need no, to in add a, a, in a pipe. I don't a, need that. Go ahead. I don't need to add a caveat. Like yeah. this isn't legal. No, no. I'm, I know my shit. I know in my a shit. Public, in a public setting, no, but in a private setting, yes. Yeah, yeah that's what I just said. Like, yeah. like, like, if, like, if you're in a private, like, if you're in a private area, if you're in a private, I can't just come in your house and do it. Right. Like, if I can't come into a private business and do it, right? But a lot of people don't like, you know. So, if, if you don't like a cameraman, then don't talk shit to the cameraman, right? I'm mm-hmm. filming. I'm being pressed, and all of us have that ability right now to be pressed. They gave you these little monoliths in your pocket called smartphones. Take them out. Film what you see going on. If you really, you're the press. You can go do that. It's a First Amendment protected activity as of right now. Your freedom of speech is supposed to be too. You see how that's gone. So at the end of the day, we are free press, but people get so triggered by, and and when I bring up the good point, like if I'm following them into a post office, that post office, it doesn't matter what their policies are. And that post office is a public building 
funded by taxpayers' dollars. So when you're in a public building funded by taxpayer dollars, I'm not walking into a uh, I'm not walking into a private business. I'm not walking into like a restaurant doing that. It's a, these public places, right? Then yes, you can be on film in there. And as a matter of fact, you are on film everywhere. No matter where you go now, you're on film. So you're getting mad at me holding a camera, but you don't ever get mad at these businesses and these uh, other public officials that are having you on camera 24-7 everywhere else you go. Do you get mad at every camera when you walk into a place? No. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, oh, a citizen is holding a camera. What do you think they're doing with their film? What are they doing? Have you ever thought about that? What are they doing with your image and your likeness? And all? You have no expectation of privacy in public and it's really important that we hold these public officials accountable right now very important and a lot of people are really gung-ho about holding these cops accountable and i am too trust me i've done it i i I, i'm all about that not only these public officials but a lot of it is coming to pass now when you look at a lot of things that's going on in both california new york new jersey a lot of these places are starting to really hold their elected officials accountable, you know, and a right. lot of, a lot of things, I mean. yeah, a lot of things I hate to say, you know, just sound cliche-ish or whatever, but a lot of chickens is about to come home to roost, man, and a lot of people need to really <laughs> be paying attention to that. Yeah, and, and, and hold these, it's real easy to say hold these cops accountable right now because that's going with the programming, that's going with the narrative of right now. Everybody's Oh, yeah, let's gung-ho about holding the cops accountable and everything. But I also urge people to hold every public official accountable. Right now, we have doctors that need to be accountable for what they're doing right now. They're public officials. There's a lot of shit that is going on right now in these hospitals and everything right now. These doctors feel like they are they have some type of fucking immunity to... Uh, their job like you know what i mean so what's what's going on right now man all of the misdiagnoses and everything else that has been happening all of the bullshit that i face on a daily basis when i'm like you know going in even with the health problems that i got when i'm going in and i'm dealing on a daily basis with these doctors and shit like that treating patients badly and 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 feeling like they're entitled people are holding them to a high doctors, people are holding doctors to such a high standard, like, you know, like they're gods because they have the (laughs) white coat on. Like, you know, and, and, and you shouldn't do that. You should never hold doctors like that. You should hold them accountable. They're not your friend. You don't know that motherfucker. He's telling you something that might affect the rest of your life or your loved one's life. Don't sit there in, in, like you know think that just because this person has a white coat on that there's some type of god and everything like that man no hell no what you need to do if you feel wronged right now and this is just to everybody you know is always go back there with people you love back there and all of that i'm giving out because i don't like to just talk about problems i like to talk about what we can do about some things right so before we end this i like to end on a note where we give some solutions i don't just like to be the person talking and bitching right so at the end of the day man when people are like well what can we do about it well don't let your loved one go back there by themselves don't in the hospital try to tell you about policies and all this kind of shit they'll tell you like you know well i can't let you back there due to hipaa laws and all of that kind of shit what you need to know is that's their policy Mm -hmm. a policy is not a law when they were trained in hipaa 
you were not. That is their policy. They are employed by that health system. The onus is on them to hold up HIPAA, not you. So they have to keep information private, not you. So all that HIPAA bullshit that they try to, they try to throw anything at you that will get, once you stay on them, you'll be able to get back there. When you pose a certain amount of just kind of static in their day when they're used to like, you know, well, let's just say that this person has COVID. Let's just let this person back there. Let's put them on a ventilator. Let's do this. They're just used to that. If you're challenging them, that that's a risk. What you need to do is of course, be with your loved ones. You need to then get a case manager for your loved ones. Or if you fall ill, tell your loved ones to get a case manager for you. Start getting that information out to people in your circle now in case something were to happen. Because then when there's a level of accountability and receipts and paperwork that go back, you start to see them magically do their job where they actually do more tests. If they say that somebody tested positive for this thing, what you do is you go, did you run any other tests? Could it be any other thing? So where show me, show me where has the virus been isolated? They won't be able to do that. They won't be able to do that. And then you, you say that. Now, is that causing a problem? If you view it that way, how much do you love your loved one? Right? It sucks when you have someone die, like, around you. I'm trying to help. So when, like, you know, say where has the virus been isolated? And tell me how that test was accurate. And show me how it was accurate. When you start doing these things, that's when they'll start running other tests. Maybe your loved one had an upper respiratory infection, the flu, something else, some other explainable thing. Mm-hmm. They'll start giving them antibiotics. They'll start giving them fluid. You'll t- and I'll be- call me a liar all you want. I'm not lying. I've seen it happen with my own eyes. I've actually saved a few people's lives doing this. And I'm giving the advice to help people. And if you ever feel like you've been wronged by doctors, what you do first is you call patient relations department because you need to say that you just did that. Like, you know, it's, it's bad because you, it's like asking the doctors to hold the doctors accountable, which is kind of, but you need to do that as the first step. And then you call the board of medical licensure and discipline. That's for your state. All you got to do is Google that and then put your state in there, get your state's phone number for that, and then call and leave your complaint to the licensing the, how they remain doctors is with a license. Complain to the people who are giving them licenses about them. Open an official complaint against them on their, on their license. That's what you can do. That's the second thing that you can do. The other thing that you can do is seek legal aid. And, like, you know, there's a difference between medical malpractice and medical negligence. I'm not getting into that right now. I'm not a lawyer. But at the end of the day, there is a difference between the two and research which one fits your position best and pro bono as far as these certain things. Probably a no bueno situation. That's not going to happen. Not many, like a lot of red tape has to happen with these kind of cases. But in place of the pro bono, a lot of legal aid, a lot of lawyers, you can get what's called a contingency fee basis. And I've seen it go as low as 20%. So a lot of times, as long as you can get a contingency fee basis, pay a low rate to hold some of these public officials that have your life and your loved one's life accountable, I think it's worth it. 
And that's just some solutions to some of these problems that are going on right now. There's always another way, right? There's always another way to deal with this shit. So, like, you know, I encourage everybody that wasn't legal advice or whatever. None of it was. That was all facts. That was just advice. So at the end of the day, man, like, you know, it's up to us to improve the world, right, around us and what's going on. We can't just keep relying on these people. The medical community is feeling themselves right now, man. Yeah, so, you know, just definitely. Something to think about. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we went on for a lot longer than what we originally had planned to have this conversation here tonight. But it was a lot of things to talk about a lot of different subjects to unpack and discuss as well. And, you know, there's still plenty of things that we can talk about, whatever the case may be, but, you know, we got to keep it under a certain time frame and all that stuff. So, you know, definitely want to say thank you to everybody out there who took time out of their busy schedule to tune in and listen to this brand new content collaboration between myself and Divine Thought. And like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at Nonstop Radio 212 or my personal Twitter page at the Emilio Wack Bar. And you can check out past and present episodes of the Nonstop Radio Show, which is available now on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash nonstop dash radio dash show. And you can also check us out every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the newly relaunched DJ Kawan Radio Network, which is available via the DJ Kawan mobile app or it's available via TuneIn. If you had that on your phone, you can go ahead and download that and check us out every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you can feel free to send me an email to nsr.fanmail at gmail.com. Once again, that's nsr.fanmail at gmail.com. You got any closing statements you want to make? Or yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, you can check me out. On Twitter, you can follow me for now until they take my ass down at Divine Thought TM, and you can get at me at For All Matters Podcast at Gmail dot com. And every Wednesday at eleven oh five p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Kawan J Radio. Definitely, man. Hey, this was a real good conversation, man. We gotta get back to doing more of these, man. I know it's been a minute. Our schedules has been, you know, a little bit crazy as of late, but you know, we're definitely going to look to do a lot more of these coming up real soon. And we definitely want you all out there to take some of the things into consideration that we talked about here tonight. We're not telling you to always disagree with everything we saying, but also sometimes it's, it's good to just listen to what we have said and go do your own research on it. If you don't believe what we said, go find your own research based off of the facts that we have presented in this podcast. It's always up for discussion. We always have to talk about it. Just make sure if you do approach us, re- approach us respectfully. That's all we ask. Yeah, man. So we're going to go ahead and sign off for the evening. He said his peace. I'm saying peace. And to everybody out there, y'all all be safe out there.